Welcome to the Just In Case It Burns podcast with your hosts, Justin and Burns. All right, Burns, I got a trivia question for you. All right, let's hear it. All right, Jack Perry currently holds the FTW title. Who was the wrestler to first hold the FTW championship? Taz. That is correct. Taz won it uh, May 14th, 1998. He held it for 219 days. Then he got beat by Sabu. Uh, He won it back on March 21st, 1999. Then it went vacant after ECW went under. And then I guess uh, AEW kind of brought it back because Brian Cage beat Brian Pillman, Pillman Jr. on AEW Dark on February 7th, 2020. And then it's kind of changed hands a couple of times in AEW for it until Jack Perry has it now. Very nice. Uh, Good trivia. Yeah, and I just thought it was kind of interesting with how it's going right now with the last, uh, I don't know if it was Collision or Dynamite, Jack Perry was saying he was going to retire it. Uh, and Taz kind of was like getting upset about it. So I know you and I had briefly talked about that, and I wonder if they're going to, he said, well, why don't they just do something with Taz? So I wonder if they're going to do something with Taz to get it back in his hands and, and retire it that way. Yeah, I think they're actually going to retire it. That would be the best way to go is let, let him take it out since he brought it in. Okay, well, first off, let's talk about a little you know the elephant in the room. We've been gone for a while. Apologies for that. We had a few things going on in our lives. Uh, July and August are very busy for, for myself, and we had a few personal things going on. Um, but we're back. We'll probably, um, every year, probably July and August, we'll probably take a little break. Um, but we should make sure to make everybody aware of that going into that, that time of year. Um, but we'll get back on our every other week schedule now. Um, tonight, we're going to talk about, uh, recently, uh, Burns and I took my son to a wrestling event in Versailles. I checked. It is Versailles, not Versailles. Uh, Versailles is in France. Indiana is called Versailles. A tri-state wrestling event. Uh, talk about Cash Wheeler and the legal troubles he got himself into. Uh, discuss All In. Talk about SummerSlam. And then maybe a little bit about Jey Uso. See what's going on with him. So, just to jump right in. Uh, tri-state wrestling. I uh, took my son. Uh, we had a great time. Except for all the uh, local kids. Got a little bit annoying. There was a girl... Right, we bought um, ringside seats, twenty dollars. Figured it was worth the extra eight bucks to get ringside seats, and I think it was well worth it. Um, but as soon as everything got started, all the kids just ran from the bleachers and were standing right down around all of us. I had an end, end of the row seat, so I kind of put my leg out to make sure they couldn't get into our row, which the other side didn't do, and they were making people move. Um, but other than that, I had a great time. Yeah. It was uh, very fun. Uh, people would just control their children. Watch them. Do something to yeah. discipline them. Um, yeah, good wrestling. Uh, some familiar names um, that we got to see. You know, BSK, he has been on uh, AEW before a couple of different times. And then GPA also uh, looked, because he looked familiar, and he has also been on some of AEW, I 
believe, two different times. He may have been on Dark, but I know he was on there as well. So there was some talent um, that's seen some TV action, which was nice. Uh, a very enjoyable time. Definitely, definitely want to go back. Yeah, it was my son's first uh, first event, and I think he had a great time. Every time I looked at him, he was smiling. So I definitely would like to take him to a few other events. I think personally, I enjoyed VSK, um, which is hard not to. I think he's you know he's enjoyable and a very good wrestler. Um, I liked the premiere, uh, the tag team. I thought they were very good, and even the the frat guys they wrestled they were they were good as well. Um, but I also really enjoyed Sam Beal. Mm-hmm. Um, who who won the Raider Rumble and then uh, took on Trey Lamar at the end? Um, I, I I enjoyed him. Trey Lamar is very very good as well. Uh, I enjoyed watching him. Yeah, I guess I just didn't really know what to expect going into that event. I didn't, I didn't know if I was going to see some bad wrestling, um, or uh, so I got, I was pleasantly surprised. They were I thought it was very good wrestling uh, all around. Even there was a women's match and. I don't want it to sound like I don't expect women to wrestle well because, oh, well, I think if you watch WWE, yeah, calm down, Tony. Uh, With more women, <laughs> yeah, the women in Tri-State Wrestling they put on a very good match. Yes, um, my, I think uh, my son's favorite part was the two championship matches. I'm gonna have to buy him a belt because um, all he talks about are belts. So he wants to be a wrestler for Halloween. Awesome. So going to have to get him a belt to, to carry around. So he enjoyed watching Jake Chris and Trey Lamar because uh, Jake Chris was another one that was really, really good and fun to watch. Yes. Um, so, and we talked a little bit about VSK, but I just wanted to mention that he was in the Raider Rumble at the beginning. And I liked the little the gimmick with him about how he would get people out really quick and then have a minute and a half to, to kind of be a heel and talk with the crowd about how, you know, this is beneath him. Right. It was basically a Royal Rumble. Every two minutes, somebody else came out. And uh, I believe the first, when he first came in, he knocked two people out within seconds. So he had a good, you know, minute 50 to rile up the crowd and egg on the kids and, and all that, which he did a fantastic job. Right. So all in all, Tri-State Wrestling, excellent job. If they come to your area, which I know it's kind of Indiana, Ohio, Kentucky. Uh, Kentucky. So if you have a chance to see him, I'd recommend it. I mean, like I said, it's 20 bucks for a ringside seat. So I definitely recommend it. All right. Cash Wheeler got himself in some trouble. Um, allegedly, we should always say with these kind of things, they say he allegedly flashed a gun in a road rage incident. Um, I guess right now they haven't revoked his passport or anything. So he can still travel to London and they're leaving it all up to AEW whether or not he participates. I don't really know the track history with AEW in these kind of things. If they generally can, cause I mean, that's kind of a big match. I mean, it's the trilogy of these two tag teams. Yeah. Um, I mean, innocent until proven guilty type of thing. Uh, the, the only, I guess, smart thing to do depending on on what they were originally going to do if it changes plans or not i believe is to have the young bucks win the belts and if nothing comes of this you can go back and you know 
you can have FTR win it again. If not, I just think that vacating belts for that kind of reason doesn't look good. Um, so I'd rather just give the win to somebody else and then and then deal with it later if you have to put the belts back on them because that was your original plan was to keep it on them. Um, I think you go back and you, you kind of make a swerve and figure something out to put it back on them. Wouldn't be hard. I mean, you can figure out something with the guns beating them and then FTR comes back and beats the guns again or the acclaimed or, or you know, anything, honestly. Um, but that's, all, I guess, all depending on if he actually gets to leave the country and, and go. Um, again, kind of up to Tony to decide if it's worth putting somebody that possibly has legal troubles uh, on a show and promote your matches and all of that kind of stuff, is it better to get that audience or just to kind of vacate the titles and bring somebody else in, do something, bring the acclaimed in, have, you know, four fatal four-way match with, you know, tag teams, do something, and the winners take the belt. Um, it'd be kind of interesting to see what's going to happen uh, the rest of the week. Right. Yeah, my thought was... I mean, I go straight to the acclaimed. I think because you know they've been kind of doing the trios thing for a while, and now with with Big Daddy Ass not being around, you know, I thought they'd go back toward the the tag team side. But I don't. I'm kind of with you. I don't think you really want to do that. You know, I mean, that'd be. I think it'd be kind of a hasty decision to to vacate those belts when you don't know what's going to come out of this. I mean, I don't want to discount what's happening because it, it could be serious but you can't again like you're saying you're innocent until proven guilty so we don't really know what happened exactly and we don't know the other side of the story or you know i don't think it's come out if anybody on the opposite side has been charged with anything as well which could be and because they're not famous you're not hearing anything like that um Exactly. In a related incident, or if it was provoked, unprovoked. So it's really hard to say. Um, really hope it's misunderstanding, or uh, I don't know if you could even say something is justified like that. But if it was for protection of yourself and your family, um, you know, something to that situation that uh, he didn't pull pull a weapon um, just because he had it type of situation, right? So yeah, hopefully, you know, there'll be more information on that soon. And, you know, ideally there'd be a resolution before, <laughs> but you know, things like this tend they don't move that fast. So yeah, no. And, uh, from all accounts, they're going to be doing dynamite on Wednesday along with collision afterwards, um, taping it this on Wednesday. So, I mean, I don't think anything's going to happen in the next few days, especially over the weekend. Gives them Monday, Tuesday to figure this kind of stuff out. Um, yeah, like you said, no passport or anything's been taken away from him as of yet. Um, he looks like he did post bail. It's $2,500. Uh, and then I don't know if you... Well, I sent you the, the picture, but I should also uh, had his mugshot that I sent. Uh, somebody else and he does have a black eye so it does look like there was some sort of altercation I don't know if that oh, was well. from wrestling or not 
Um, but he does have a black eye, so who knows what's going to happen. Yep. Kind of, I'll be one of those people that'll withhold, you know, my judgment or more comment until I know more information, uh, especially in this kind of situation, because don't need anything out there to come back and get me later. Absolutely. So we'll wait and see what happens and hopefully we hear something soon. All right. So let's move on to all in then. Um, I do want to do a quick throwback to forbidden door. Uh, we talked about this a couple weekends ago. Uh, we haven't been on since forbidden door and we did that, uh, draft Kings pool and I had gotten, I think like 10 out of 12, correct. And this is just a little rant real quick and I'll be, I'll be quick about it. Um, one of them I missed was who had the first pinfall. And, uh, I think I picked the rainmaker and it was actually, they said it was Daniel Bryan, but early in the match they were rolling around and the referee did a one count and it should have been the guy I picked but they didn't count it as an actual pinfall. So I don't know if it's probably too late to complain now, but they need to be better about that because it would have been from, I won $2 in some sense to, I would have won like 50 bucks. So be better DraftKings. Anyways, all in. First thing is Aussie open versus MJF and Adam Cole. This is a really interesting one to me. Um, I would like to see MJF and Adam Cole win. I'm not sure that they will. I am. I think it adds a lot of different angles and intrigue if they do win to the match later on in the evening. Um. So I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna say I think MGF and Adam, Adam Cole win, especially because it means like Adam Cole always said you know Ring of Honor means a lot to him, and this is one thing he's never won. Um, and we've seen AEW guys hold Ring of Honor belts before, so it wouldn't be something that's that far out of the the realm of, you know, of what happens. Yeah. Uh, I don't think they're going to win as much as I want to. And I'll kind of go through the situation I threw out with you a couple of days ago. Uh, I don't think they're going to win. I, uh, I think, uh, MJ is going to pull something and that's where the split's going to happen is the pre-show. Um, don't think that's the best idea either. Just cause I don't know how many people are actually going to watch the pre-show. Maybe that that's the whole thing is to draw more people into the pre-show right now. Um, what I'd like to see happen is MJF um, inevitably when he wants to turn on Cole later in the night starts to do it now and tries to sabotage their win and in doing so they still win. And then that kind of divides him on what he's going to do later because no matter if he turns and does his normal MJF stuff. Adam Cole's going to you know, be upset with it. But they're still champions, so they're still going to have to work together. So the, the that turmoil in his, you know, the fight, inner, inner fight monologue is going to be going on throughout the whole match later, whether he does anything, whether he wrestles him straight up. Um, I think it brings better stories in, into it, um, especially if inevitably he decides to just wrestle him you know, fairly and doesn't try to pull anything. And then whatever happens, happens. Um, and then they can still continue uh, what they're doing. Because I think, honestly, uh, this is some of the best stuff that AEW's got. Um, it's probably since the Bloodline 
situation is pretty much over now. Um, I think it's the best story and, and fun stuff to see in wrestling in general. Yeah. At the, on Dynamite on Wednesday, you know, they were out there talking and Aussie Open came out and attacked them. And, and it was kind of interesting at the end after, you know, MJF and Adam Cole got the upper hand and Aussie Open was walking back up the the ramp. It almost looked like Adam Cole was about to to go after MJF. So it's like they're almost setting something up one way or the other. It'd be kind of crazy if it was Adam Cole that did something rather than MJF. It'd be so. So I don't know. I it's going to be fun to watch. By the way, I think absolutely. Okay, then you got uh, Hangman, Adam Page, Kenny Omega, and Kota Ibushi versus the Bullet Club Gold and Konsuke Takashita. Um, I think this is just just straight trios match, right? There's nothing, there's no gimmicks in it or anything. No. Um, it's just kind of the Kenny Omega Don Callis storyline continuing. Um, I'm not that invested in this, I guess. Um, uh, I think if, if I'm going to give you a prediction, I'll. I think the Don Gallows family probably wins. Um, just no real reason behind it. Just to continue the storyline, I guess. Yeah, I was going to go with uh, Omega. Um, Don Gallows got the whole Jericho thing that they can move on to. So I think if they win, then Omega continues the feud with him. I think they're going to try to move on to Jericho and whatever they're doing with that. So I think Omega takes it, kind of drops it, Callus moves on. Okay. Yeah, because then you have Will Ospreay versus Chris Jericho. And is, so is Ospreay part of the Don Callis family, or is he just loosely associated? I think it's a loose association. Um, you know, we did see Forbidden Door that Callus offered his security to him. Uh, right. protection. So I think that was kind of all setting up all of this that was going on. Um, it, it could lead to something more um, now that Osprey is done with uh, the G1 and everything like that. Uh, so we'll see. I think Osprey takes it. I don't think Jericho can do anything. Yeah, I'm, I always get excited to watch Osprey. I don't know. Um, I, I hate to say it. I'm getting less and less excited about watching Jericho. Um I know you can't do it again, but I would have much rather seen Osprey and Omega again. Um, but I could watch them wrestle every week. Yeah, I think everybody um, everybody could, and I think everybody was kind of expecting that, especially being in England to to see that again. But maybe a little bit right. soon. And yeah, you've always told me. Go ahead. You've always told me that Jericho's good at you know putting people over, so he'll put on a good show. And I don't think you know Osprey really needs to get put over, but. I mean, Jericho put on a good show. Yeah, I was about to say, uh, with everything that's happened in the past week, you know, uh, like with the Jeff Jarrett match on Dynamite and everything like that, and the Hardys and Sting and Jericho, I'm I'm over these guys wrestling, and I think, and as much as Sting is one of my favorite guys. You know, growing up watching and everything like that, I think it's time to just be done. Um, you don't have the speed, you don't have the talent, 
of the move sets. You have talent, but not the the move sets aren't the same as these younger guys coming up, and, and it's hard to watch because you can tell like an Osprey's gonna want to do some of these moves that Jericho can't keep up with, and it's gonna look sloppy on both sides. And kind of done with it. I mean, bring them out for a once here or there type of thing. Uh, Every week, it, it's getting it's getting bad, and I'm really more worried that the rumor of Goldberg showing up again is going around. <laughs> I mean, we already got a Sting match, got a Jericho. You know, we do not need Goldberg in in here at all. No, we do not. Uh, yeah, I'll that Texas Chainsaw Massacre match that was uh, hard to watch. It was not. Good. I'll tell you what. I'd watch that seventeen times over the women's triple threat match. <laughs> yeah, we'll get to that. It was just I that I Jeff Jarrett and his his wife and I don't know. I'm just that was just not enjoyable. No, but not I, even from a bad, funny type of cringy thing. Um, I rewatched it today just after listening to other people talk about it. And it was hard for me to get through without skipping and just constant, skipping, yeah. you know, 15, 20 seconds at a time. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, so speaking of sting, um, Darby Allen and sting are taking on AR Fox and Swerve Strickland in a coffin match. Um, I think it'll be an all right match, but you know, like you're saying, it was sting involved. Um, you know, things will slow down a little bit. Uh, I do. I'm a big Darby Allen fan. Um, I I kind of like this storyline he has going with AR Fox. You know the backstory behind it and and everything. And Swerve Strickland is you know is another wrestler that you know I'm a fan of. I think he does good work. So the coffin match should be interesting. Uh, I guess yeah. To give you my prediction, um, I don't know. I'll go with Darby Allen. Uh, I always like to pick Darby Allen, uh, especially in a coffin kind of match. Uh, I just think it's right up his alley. So I'll go Darby Allen and Sting. Yeah, it's hard to hard to bet against him in in this type of stipulation match. I I would agree that Darby's and Sting are going to win. I don't know if that's the right choice necessarily. Um, I think that's going to lead into maybe a couple singles matches between the four of them. Um, And then we see it again, maybe in a month or so. Um, But yeah, I'm going to go with Darby as well. Yeah. I don't know. uh, I mean, Sting might drop out of there though. And that, uh, what's the young kid's name? Nick, uh, is it Nick Wayne? Nick, uh, he might, I wonder if he'll get involved in this match at all. Um, because he's been involved in the storyline, you know, and maybe that's a way to kind of have Sting be on the sidelines a little bit. Yeah. Um, push him out more instead. The mentor that he originally was coming in as. Yeah. Uh, then you have a, a stadium stampede match, which I think, you know, you got to guess you got to have at least one of these um, at everything. The. Uh, the, the Moxley, Claudio, and Wheeler Yuta. Oh, I can't remember their name of their faction right now. Um, BCC. And they need the BCC. Yeah. And they need, uh, 
three more guys to go up against as the best friends, Orange Cassidy, Lucha Brothers, and Eddie uh, Kingston. Kingston. Yep. Yeah. So I guess they'll be all over. That's a pretty big stadium. Well, uh, so they can do a lot. Of, be very yeah, they, they can do a lot of different things uh, with a stadium stampede match. So this kind of become the, the BC's, I don't know if, you know, typecasting is a thing in wrestling, but that's what the the BCC is. They do this kind of thing. Yeah, they um, took over for the Jericho so. Appreciation Society when they were when they were the ones that were doing it all the time. So, I mean, it's fitting. It's it's going to be a good match for them to to do, depending, I guess, on who they bring in as their three. Yeah. So I don't know if we can really give a prediction until we know who the three are. Um, but yeah, and they haven't said when they're going to announce that. So it could be, you know, a when they walk out type of situation. Uh, yeah, kind of hoping that since there's the news that Santana and Ortiz have gotten back together and they're on their way back, uh, that Moxley kind of goes after them to get back at Eddie Kingston since they were all you know a trio back in the day and bring yeah. them as the two. I don't know who the third could be. Uh, some somebody British, maybe just bring in some local guy that everybody knows, or uh, Lacey Evans, maybe. Maybe Jey Uso. Jey, Lacey, <laughs> one of those two could come in and be, be the sixth. I don't know, but uh, I wouldn't yeah. be surprised if it was those two. That'd be kind of cool. And it would. That would be because last time we've been in those matches before, so uh, they would, right. they would honestly fit in pretty well with Blackpool Combat Club, I think. Yeah, because one of them was a Santana or Ortiz. Actually, he he got hurt right in a blood and guts match against them. Yeah, uh, he tore his ACL or something. With each other, and were haven't been you know talking or friends for quite a while. So I guess they just packed all yeah. that up afterwards. So okay, all right. So we'll wait and see who those other three guys are in that. Um, then you got the women's championship. It's a, a four way match. Hikaru Shida versus Tony Storm versus Soraya versus Britt Baker. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of go off the wall here a little bit, and I think there's gonna start to be a little dissension in the uh, in the Outcasts. Um, so I think uh, Tony Storm and Soraya are gonna kind of get in each other's way in this match. Um, and then I've gone back and forth whether I I don't think Shida is gonna have this belt for very long, so I I kind of think she's gonna lose this. Um, so I wonder if Britt Baker's getting it back. Because um, I don't think Tony Storm or Soraya is going to win. Um, so do you have she to drop it? Or is she going to retain? Uh, has been the question in my mind. Um, so I'm just going to say Britt Baker's going to win. So I agree with you. I think the dissension between the outcasts is going to start because Soraya does something to cause Tony the belt and Soraya wins. Ah. All the other ones have won the belt before. They've all been champions. She has not. She's from England. What bigger pop are you going to get with nobody's probably thinking she's actually going to win? Huge 80,000 people pop for her to win the belt. She doesn't hold it long and then it goes on to somebody else. But then that dissension could be between her and Tony Storm. Ruby's kind of in the middle of it. Uh, you know, maybe you get a little 
triple threat between the three of them because they all decided to break up. Uh, something like that. I mean, you go a bunch of different ways, but I'm going to say Soraya takes it this time. Yeah. And then maybe your girl Ruby Soho finally gets the ballot at the end of all of it. Yeah, never going to happen. <laughs> okay, then we got uh, the maybe match FDR versus the Young Bucks. Hopefully it happens. I'd like to see it happen. I think it will be a great match. Um, and I, I think, you know, I think FDR would win. Um, I think that would be the plan. Um, again, you know, it's all up in the air based on what's happened with Cash Wheeler. But assuming it continues, I'm going to stick with FTR retaining. Yeah, uh, same way. Can't piss off uh, Prince Punk over there, so you got to let his boys win. <laughs> the top guys, right? I, I think it should be a great match, though, I would think. You know, I mean, I think FTR always, always puts on a good show, and I'm a big Young Bucks fan. Yeah, you can't go wrong with those two. It's going to be a hell of a hell of a match. Um, high flying, they all work together really well, so I, I can't see it being bad. But like you said, just hope it actually goes forward and and we get to see it. Right. All right. Then the nightcap, which I'm assuming would be your main event, it has to be your main event. MJF versus Adam Cole. Um, there's lots of different ways this can go. Um, I'd like to see Adam Cole win. I don't think he does. Uh, I think MJF retains. Um, I think I, I think he does some shenanigans, and you know, something happens. I don't know, a low blow or something. I don't. I don't know if he gets out the ring and hits him with the ring or anything like that. But I think there's some kind of mild shenanigans that isn't quite enough to you know, completely piss off Adam Cole, but just to put something in his mind that's like, what was that? You know, and then MJF retains. I think both of them are going to (laughs) win. Okay. Depending on the situation. I think if they win the tag belts in the beginning, then Adam Cole wins, which makes it harder for MJF to be his tag partner. And then you can continue that story there. If they don't win, and MJF can do his shenanigans or whatever and not have to worry about dealing with him, I think he wins. But I think he wins because of Roderick Strong trying to pull some stuff instead. Yeah. Yeah. And you got two really over top guys that are both kind of baby faces. Um, if you want to turn one heel, you have that kind of stuff happen. Um, and to make them both still look kind of good without taking a loss, maybe Roderick comes out and hits MJF, the ref sees it, somebody sees it, and you have disqualification. Um, I'd hate for that to happen as your main event and, and you know to end a pay-per-view like that. But I think that would also continue the story and... You know, MJF has two different people then that he can kind of be dealing with because he's not going to be upset with Adam Cole really because he didn't do anything. Um, so it's more on Roderick Strong's, but that's going to advance the story between MJF and Adam Cole as well. 
depending on who yeah, who pull sides with. So yeah, yeah, I think, yeah, because yeah, I, I do think you need to find a way to get a rematch somehow. And I don't know if it's. I think there's only a couple ways you can do that. Is you know Adam Cole wins, and then so MGF gets his rematch. So I think if MGF wins, you're not going to get another one. I mean, that's your shot. You had it. You lost. You know, if there's a disqualification, Adam Cole's like, hey, you know, come on. This guy got in my way. It's not my fault. So there's there's a couple ways. That punk situation, too. You've got to figure out that match. Are you going to have a rematch between MJF and, and punk to say who is the actual champion? Or are you going to let somebody else decide that for you? Right. So, so yeah, it could be MJF, and then you just move on. But you've spent so much time right now dealing, you know, putting Adam Cole together and all this. This is going to be a story for a while. So, how do you interject Punk into this situation? Does he come out and cause a distraction, and then that way they all three of them have a beef with everybody, and then it's a triple threat type of situation? You know. There's so many ways that they could go with this, um, and especially with the FTR thing, because that's going to be a major factor on where that story goes. Since they're all friends and been working together, and they, you know, the talks of you know FTR and Punk versus the Young Bucks and Omega, how's all that going to play out as well? So, it's a lot. There's a lot of different ways this can go. I guess with uh, the different situations that we have right now. Yeah. So I hope we see a double clothesline in the tag match. And then in the singles match, I hope they double they clothesline each other at the same time. So two double clotheslines. What about the kangaroo in the kick? same night? I don't know. That kangaroo kick's so stupid. I know, but it'd be so <laughs> funny to see him either one of them try to do a kangaroo kick. <laughs> Who doesn't well, you know he's gonna try to do it. Oh, I hope to God he does. I I hope that'd be the best. If they could, if they could get Crocodile Dundee there and be sitting ringside, I don't know. I, I think you just got to put everything and all those vignettes together in some way, shape, or form. And just every time MJF looks over, if he is going to do something and turn on Cole, Every time he looks at a different side of the ring, he sees something that reminds him of the times that they had together. <laughs> with a dodgeball or, you know, Crocodile Dundee over there or whatever it is just to make right. make him start thinking, you got to play this. It's It's got to be some sort of fun and stupidness in this match, I think. Yeah, I would agree. So, yeah, so that is a week from... This Sunday, correct? Uh, yeah, sorry, Sunday, yes. One o'clock. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm kind of looking forward to that. Uh, maybe we'll get together and watch that. Um, and then we can talk about it on our next show. So a couple weekends together uh, ago, we got together um, and watched SummerSlam. We blew up the old screen, got the projector out, and sat outside until the rain came in and made us come inside. Um, I thought it was a good show, um, except for, I hate to say it, but the two women's matches were snooze fests. Um, but just to go through it real quick, the, I thought, you know, the battle Royal was, it was entertaining, but I mean, it, 
there wasn't, they weren't really fighting for anything. So it kind of is just, it is what it was. Um, I'm, thought it was good that LA Knight finally won something. Um, he, he's really over. Uh, people were waiting for him to win. Um, and he just kept losing everything. So I just thought it was good to see him finally win something. And this little feud he's got going with the Miz right now has been kind of entertaining to watch. Yeah, I mean, it was yeah. what it was. I, I don't have anything uh, good or bad to say about okay. it. Uh, yeah, I was actually looked over. I've got SmackDown going right, right now, and the Miz and LA Nighter <laughs> on the screen. So it's kind of funny to talk about that. Um, yeah, fine match. Kind of what you expected. Everybody got their spots in and the way she went. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Ronda Rousey and Shannon Baszler, like I said, it was supposed to be an MMA rules match, but right away, I mean, you knew it wasn't going to be, but you kind of hoped it was going to be like legit. Let's punch each other kind of thing. But right away you could tell they were pulling punches and all this other stuff. And it was just like, Oh, this is not going to be fun. And it wasn't. Yeah, no, uh, I believe I went and started the grill when that was going on just cause it was, <laughs> I mean, you could definitely, with two MMA professionals and friends who know how to work together, you could make this look real. Even sparring. I mean, when you spar, you still pull your punches, but you still actually hit them, and, and it can look good. So I don't know if that is some sort of contractual thing where they they can't do that or WWE wouldn't let them do it, but at this point, you're going out, Rhonda, and you throw the first punch and actually let it land. They're not going to do anything to you. You're leaving for however long, if not permanently. And then Shana could just be like, well, she hit me first, so I was just throwing receipts back and make it look real. <laughs> right. I think I told you when we were sitting there, so it would have been nice to maybe, if I don't know if you go to contracts or whatever, but at least bring Howard Dean in to officiate the match. You know, if it was a UFC thing, like at least have a UFC official, not a WWE ref running around out there. Right. That would have made it a little more believable. No ropes. But I mean, you had a whole backstage brawl underground thing, whatever it was, you could have done that or put in a smaller octagon inside the actual ring, make it look legit. But yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, Logan Paul and Ricochet, um, we talk often that uh, we hate how good Logan Paul is at wrestling, mm-hmm. but he is very good at wrestling. Um, and Ricochet is an amazing wrestler, so they put on a very good high flying match just all over the place. Um, of course, it ended with some shenanigans. Uh, I think they said on the sidelines, "Who's that bozo in the ball cap or whatever?" Um, they handed him the brass knuckles to knock out Ricochet to win the match. But it was an entertaining match, and you know they fly all over the place. So it was, it was fun to watch. Yeah, um, my number four match of, of the night to watch. Um, it was good. It was what you expected. Like you said, unfortunately, I, I expect Rico, uh, Ricochet to be good, and now unfortunately, I expect Logan Paul to be good too at anything, and it's quite annoying. Um, <laughs> Yeah, good match, good way to start off. The crowd got him hot, and uh, yeah, can't complain about it at all. 
Yeah, then the women's championship came along. And it was <laughs> it was just missed spots. The moves weren't hitting. And it just seemed like they were out of sync. Um, I don't know. I think the whole thing got saved by um, by EO Sky coming at the end and cashing in. Was the whole because then the whole fake injury? Um, Bianca Belair did sell it. I mean, it it did look like it hurt, and she her screams seemed like, oh my gosh, she might have really hurt herself, but. The way she was limping off, you're like, yeah, this ain't real. Um, yeah, I've seen but, a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah, I had not. That was the worst match I've seen in a long time. Um, Charlotte missing spot after spot. It looks slow, sluggish. If you were going to do the EO Sky thing um, at the end, leave it on Asuka, I think. Or if you're going to do it that quick and you want to bump up Charlotte's titles, how many times she's won it and then take it away from her right away. You're doing that. But I I don't see why you give it to Bel Air, um, except to, you know, get that storyline going. Um, I think even though Charlotte's trying to be, you know, a baby face, there's no way anybody's buying that. And she's a heel. Um, so's Asuka. So the only way to do, EO Sky and Damage Control also heals is to give it to the baby's face so she has somebody to go against. Um, but it was so bad. And unfortunately, I heard a very reputable podcast who will rename, remain nameless said that was their match of the night. And I just wanted to go to where they were across the country and smack them both because I don't know how you could think that was a really good match. It was it was so bad. And I, I'm admittedly I do not like Charlotte Flair and I hate watching her matches. But even for her it was really, really bad. Yeah, I mean even if you don't like somebody, you can still enjoy a match. But it was just they weren't like she jumped off the top rope one time and missed the person by like two feet. It was like gotta at least be close. But, all right, we can move on from that. Um, Cody Rose block Brock Lesnar. Um, I'm glad it's over. I thought it was a good match, but I think they finally put it to bed. It was, I think some people had some problems with Brock Lesnar showing, showing uh, Cody Rhodes props at the end or whatever, but I think it was just a good way to put it to bed to say it's finally over. Yeah, he went off script there from everything that I've heard. Uh, it was fine. Not a Cody fan either. It was a standard, I think, Cody and Rock match. I expected a lot more suplexes, I guess, right off the bat. And I believe I walked away to check the grill, and I figured by the time I walked back, the match would be over. thought it would be a quick one, but it lasted a lot longer than we thought it would. Um, it was fine. I have no complaints about it. Um Except Cody was in it, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Seth Rollins, Finn Balor, Finn Balor. Um, I enjoyed this one, uh, but I really enjoy you know both of those wrestlers. Uh, I'm big fans of both of them. Um, it was all around good match. You know, of course, Judgment Day got involved. There's some dis- dissension in the Judgment Day. 
Uh, I really like how they're doing that dissension. Um, like it's on accident dissension, but um, because I think, you know, Finn Balor really wants to be the champion, but Damian Priest has that money in the bank and it's going to be him. Uh, so he just kind of needs to, to get out of the way. Um, so I don't know if there's going to be at some point. I, I almost though, if it was going to happen, it should have probably happened by now. Um, because if Finn Balor gets the, gets the belt, you know, what's Damian Priest going to do? I think that's a good story, but I mean, you're almost waiting too long. Yeah. Uh, that was my match of the night. Uh, those two are always going to put on great match, great show. Um, I believe with everything that's happened since then, I think we're done with all the dissension and stuff with them bringing in, uh, J.D. McCullough. Um, I think the smart thing to do is to have Priest go and win the belt and then have Finn and J.D. go and win the tag belts. And then that way, they're holding all the gold. Every member has it. Um, That way, there's no dissension. You can keep them running and get them in a bunch of different feuds here and there. Um, And that might be the way that that they're looking at going, but it only makes sense to me. Um, you can still have a little bit of animosity from Finn towards Priest because he actually won it or he beat Seth or whatever it is, but if they're all old gold, uh, I think that's the way you make, make them the next bloodline, really. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think that'd be good. Um, then finally, it was Roman Reigns and Jey Uso. Uh, that had the little DraftKings pool along with it. You tried to talk me out of it all night because I <laughs> I picked Jey Uso to win. You kept telling me, don't do it, don't do it. But I still did it, and I should have because, obviously, Roman Reigns won. Um, thanks to Jimmy Uso, who I also said would not show up, but he did. Um, that was a good little swerve. Uh, having Jimmy Uso come out there. Um, I guess a lot of people were expecting that. I think you included. Um, I didn't see it coming. Um, but And I guess I also said Solo Sokoa wouldn't enter the ring, and he did. So I did horrible in that pool. But, you know, I thought it was, it was uh, as far as Roman Reigns' matches go, I thought it was good. Um, I feel like a lot of his matches are slow um, just because they have to be. Um, but but I, overall, it was good. Yeah, uh, good match. I think I said that that was one of the options that could happen. Happen was Jimmy turned on on Jay. I really didn't expect it to happen. Um, kind of thought more so that maybe Solo was going to turn, get fed up. Something was going to happen. He turned on uh, Roman. Maybe that was a DQ, and he kept the belt or. I guess there was no DQs because it was a tribal. Um, but again, that whole thing kind of threw me off. I, I also thought that you know some of the tribal elders were going to be there ringside to kind of judge on it and figure out what was going on. Uh, it was just kind of a cluster of a match and, and a situation, I guess, is better because um, the way they, they had it themed out wasn't really the way I thought it would be and the way it turned out. So... But it was still a good match. It was a Roman match. Uh, 
don't know. I don't know what else to say. Uh, I don't. I don't know where this whole thing's going. Unless it was just to give give him time off since he quote unquote quit. It was just give him a you know a little bit of a vacation and he's going to come back in you know a couple months and do something to to start this all back up again. So yeah, that was going to be my next question because uh, I guess Jey Uso is he. I was like, is he leaving the company, taking a break? I mean, they took him off the website or whatever, right? And so I wonder if he's just going to go do the indie scene for a little while, or is he just vacay, vacay time? Oh, it's just a vacation, I'm betting. I bet he needed some time off to do whatever he was doing. Um, I think, But I think that's the way to, to play it, is you put him on the alumni because you don't want people to actually you know, think he's just going on vacation. Uh, it's all a work, and he'll he'll be back. There's... Unless he randomly shows up in AEW this week and it, it's all true, I I don't see that. I say it's all the work and, and he's just on vacation somewhere. Hell, he was probably on vacation with Roman right after when Roman tweeted that tweet saying, you know, of him on the beach. He was probably the one right next to him. So, right, yeah, that'll be an interesting one to watch. See if they kind of try to continue that storyline or if he comes back, you know, holding his tail between his legs and ask him to be back in. Um, all right. Well, I think that's all we got. Um, like we said, we'll be back to our uh, every other week kind of schedule. Um, and then all in is a week from Sunday. So we'll probably be watching that and then we'll have some discussions on that. And then, you know, football is getting ready to, to kick off no pun intended there here soon. Um, so we can talk about that a little bit, but you know, we'll stick to our wrestling discussions. Um, anything else from you? Oh, that's it. Thanks for listening guys. Hope, uh, we get all our listeners, uh, excited that we're back and, and tell all your friends and check out our socials too. Cause we'll be posting a lot more on there. Yeah, we have a, I almost, you know, it's not, I guess it's not Twitter anymore. It's X. X and it's at at uh, Justin Case It Burns, but it's J U S T N Case It Burns as where you can find us on Twitter. And then if you want to drop us an email, it's just um, Justin Case It Burns at gmail dot com. So, got anything to say? Let us know. Until then, talk to you next time. Later. Thanks for joining us on this episode of Just In Case In Burns. Please don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe. Tell a friend about us, and we'll see you next time.